2020 has been a busy one, hasn't it? The movement. Yeah. If it hasn't been for you, I don't know where you have the been hanging out. Of color podcast. Episode 42. Today on the Movement of Color podcast, Byron and I, we give our synopsis on the election and the aftermath. What Trump's going to do next? I stay vigilant. My name is Brandon Peyton Carrillo, and um, I think we should get the show started right about now. Cool? It's, it's, it's over, Brandon. It's, it's finally over. It is over, but is it over? God damn it. Over? <laughs> don't, don't, don't ruin this one glimpse of, ha- of like light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, oh, no, it's just a firefly. Fuck off. <laughs> this 2020 will, 2016 will never end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, well, this is my thing. It's like, can voting really end fascism? Has it ever beaten fascism just by, like, an electoral vote? I mean, the closest we've ever gotten is probably Bolivia, but like that—that's a whole other like there, that's a whole other thing. We gotta talk about material conditions and shit, and we don't have time for that. It's way outside the scope of what we're talking about, which is the election that just happened, <laughs> like a week ago. Like, yes. Fuck. How many days ago has it been? Like, it's I mean, we're, we're doing this on Sunday on the eighth of November, so it's it's been, it's five, been five days. days. Yeah. So we like we've we only got like the really really good was like the we finally got like. Okay, this, these are, the, like, the best results you're going to get for, like, a while. Um, yesterday, when Pennsylvania uh, turned, uh, it, it looked like Pennsylvania was going go to go, go to Trump, but then the mail-in ballots came in, and they're disproportionately Democrat. That's a, th- that's a theme you're going to see throughout this whole fucking uh, segment, is mail-in ballots being disproportionately Democrat. Um, and it, it was enough... Uh, to flip Philadelphia, uh, flip uh, Pennsylvania to uh, to blue. And it was enough to flip the great state of Georgia to blue. Yeah, first time in, uh, in decades, literally. Yeah, yeah, I think the last time, I can't remember the last time presidentially, like, Locally in the state, they've always had like statewide offices with Democrats in it. Yes, into to the two thousands, but yeah, as far as presidential, that might be maybe before our lifetime. I yeah I, I've yeah I, I've literally been alive uh, shorter than there have been like than than, than there's been a uh, Democrat in 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 that like represent like. Uh, you know, uh, uh, then there has been a Democrat that's been voted for um, by this great suit of Georgia. Um, I, I, you know, I, I guess the, you know, because like Georgia is like almost famous for being like one of the most like having one of the like the biggest uh, voter disenfranchisement operations by the Republicans in the entire country. 
because there's just so many yeah. black people. It, it's one of those states where like black people make up like way more of the population because it's part of the black belt, right? Um, and mm-hmm. it's and it's been kind of like the along with like the Southwest, one of those like demographics as destiny kind of strategy that Democratic insiders kind of have, where it's like, oh, we just need to wait. Like eventually, black and brown people will just like outpopulate white people in in some of these states, and they'll just naturally turn blue. And I guess, like, you know, you know, but of course they don't, they don't like incorporate voter disenfranchisement in any of those, <laughs> but it's, it's only until <laughs> just to, until like this time in 2020 that uh, Georgia finally turned blue. Finally. And some of it has to be with the large, like voter turnout comparatively to American elections that helped the urbanization of Atlanta because Atlanta 20 years ago in that metropolitan area um, is, is not the Atlanta it is now. Um, you have you have that. And then, like, okay, so Savannah was always kind of a Democratic stronghold. Athens, Georgia, Columbus, Georgia, Macon, Georgia. Those are like the larger cities in yeah. the state of Georgia. But for the longest time, it didn't really fucking matter because a, the Democrats would always run some like conventional, like middle of the road centrist dim in Georgia and the centrist dim in Georgia might as well be kind of a, a liberal Republican in like New Jersey. They suck. So it's a, it's a complicated story how this finally broke through but it was, it's been a long time coming as far as the state of Georgia. Yeah, it, it, it was it was a lot of hard work from like, you know, black activists who literally braved coronavirus to go house to house and talk to people and convince them to vote alongside all the Black Lives Matter, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement that like galvanized a lot of people to like get Trump out. Of course, Biden isn't much better. Bi- Biden and definitely Harris are not much better, but like. You know, uh, what people vote for and what actually happens are uh, very different things in the United States. Yeah. So, yeah, that's OK. So we that's Georgia. Some of the other states. Well, Wisconsin It's just the voter turnout helped that, you know, the amount of voter suppression in Milwaukee was less this time. So that helped. Um, I I'm going to admit in this election, I voted, and I am a Wisconsin resident, but I'm calling from Waikiki. Just want to throw that out there right now. Um, so I wanted to escape all the bullshit. But um, I'm just going to tell you, I voted for Howie Hawkins. So fuck everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it was a protest vote because the Democrats kicked the Greens off the ballot. So that kind of helped their case in Wisconsin as well, because you had no choice unless you were a Trumper. You didn't have a choice. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's, that was the case in Wisconsin. That was kind of cool, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that kind of happened throughout the Midwest, except for Ohio and Indiana. Those, those States are, are, are seem just seem to be red States now. Like they're, they're not swing States anymore. 
uh, it just demographically, they're becoming, they're becoming increasingly older, increasingly white. So, and those are like just the, the demographics that like the Republicans go for. Um, so yeah, mm. it, you know, Indiana, Ohio, they're just red states now. They don't, they're, they're not swing states anymore. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever been to Indiana? I personally have not been to Indiana, no. Okay, so Ohio's all right. You can find your happiness in Ohio. But, like, Indiana, I'm sorry, man. Like, (laughs) I mean, it used to be a Klan state. Let's just put it that way. Back in the 20s and 30s and maybe even a little later, it was a Klan state. Ran by the Klan. You had to be endorsed by the Klan to have political power. Um, so that's what I wanted to say about Indiana. Indiana's just kind of a, a, an anomaly in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, mean, like... I'm just going to for- leave that there. People forget, like... I mean, there was, like, the Ku Klux Klan in, like, the Deep South. But, like, people forget about the Black Legion, who were, like, a s- spinoff of the, of the Ku Klux Klan. They're basically the Klan, but, like, they were black instead of white. And they have, like, some different titles. Uh, but they were based in the Midwest, and they were yeah. just as violent as the Klan, and, and just as as fervently racist and anti-Semitic, and anti-Catholic too. Because this, because yeah, the Klan was like having that kind of like, so do we want Cath- are, are Catholics white now? Like, do we or are they still like you know degenerate mongoloids? Like, what's going on here with the Catholics? <laughs> well, yeah. like the 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 Southern European problem. <laughs> It's like, no, we can't fuck with them. No, no Catholics I, out. No, but the the Black Legion because they were the, in a, in like the the Midwest where there was wasn't as much of a black population uh, compared to the South. Like, yeah, they were so like incredibly racist towards black people. But like, uh, Catholics and immigrants and Jews were like their main target just because of demographics. But yeah, no, they they still exist and yeah. they're still reactionaries. Fuck. You said, wait, they still exist? No, I, I, I think they became defunct. Like, they just merged, like, what what few there were merged back with the clan uh, before the clan, like, exploded into, like, a billion different chapters. Uh, or, like, a billion different, like, splinters. Uh, but, yeah, no, like, they're, they're, yeah, like, the the Black Legion was, like, incredibly huge. Especially during the, especially, like, around the Depression. Of course, of course. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> God, okay. Yeah. So that's a nice little. We should we should maybe do like a, a an episode and that goes back to do some OG racism. <laughs> Hell <America>. yeah! <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Mister Italian man. Your nose is one nanometer too big. <laughs> Off. The... <laughs> You're not really white anymore. Sorry. Yeah, racehorse theory. Racehorse theory. Okay. Um, so you had, you had that going on. Arizona is a particular, a peculiar case. Um, the, the whole Southwest, to be honest, like those Southwestern yeah, desert then, states. Like Nevada, like, come on. Yeah, like, like Nevada, taking... Colorado, uh, Nevada. No, not Colorado. Wait, I'm forgetting where states are. <laughs> it's Arizona, New Mexico. And then Nevada yeah. were the ones that, that went blue. Correct. 
correct. But like, okay, so the drama was with Nevada because they discount epically slow, which sucks. And normally the media would just kind of, they would have probably just gave it to Biden under normal circumstances that this was like 2016. They'd just been like, oh yeah, well, it's projected that he's going to win this one. And then we would have just said, oh, forgot about Nevada, you know, after the first day of the election. But because they actually kind of needed to count the votes a little bit, uh, that became in play and played a part of the whole kind of conspiracy. Arizona, you had like the Fash kind of wanted them to stop the vote, wasn't it? Yeah, they wanted to stop the vote, right? Uh, yeah, they, like it was like stop the counter or whatever. Yep. But like Arizona yeah. was like this whole big thing. Trump lost his shit because Fox News actually was the first to call Arizona for Biden, and Trump like personally called Rupert Murdoch, <laughs> who owns like Fox News, uh, to like personally complain to him. Like, hey, uncall Arizona asshole. Like, it's mine. It's like no, it wasn't. It everybody could see that Arizona was gonna go for Biden. Uh, fucking uh, Latinos like fucking came out uh, in in the Southwest and uh, and and brought and and brought it, it and fucking gave it to the Democrats on a silver platter because through all again all the fucking hard work that fucking black and brown people had to do for Biden <laughs> uh, for a candidate who fucking hates them. <laughs> yes. Let's let's emphasize that again. Fucking hates them. Yeah. I mean, Biden literally helped on. build the fucking camps, the kid child camps. He helped build them. They were, they were, they didn't, they were, they didn't come out of thin air when, when, when Trump got inaugurated. They were already there. The infrastructure existed. It, like again, Black Lives Matter fucking started under Obama. Kamala Harris literally argued uh, in favor of maintaining like uh, California's like slavery laws, basically, uh, like prison slavery because we needed it to fight fire, uh, wildfires, uh, cheaply. Th- these people fucking hate you. <laughs> they hate you. Okay. But, but that, so, that, 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 we're saving that after the, 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 the state by state play. We're, we're saving that for after I, 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 I let loose too early. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, so Arizona is Arizona. It's a mess. Um, talk about Pennsylvania. Where where else was that? Play Georgia. I would say those were the main places that were, like, the controversial areas that were in play. Um, like, Michigan went early for Biden, so that wasn't a thing as much. But people were trying to make it a thing. Um, and we're Texas. Democrats thought they could flip Texas because, again, the whole demographics is destiny thing. Uh, but, like, yes. they don't understand how, like, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, most Democrats, especially on Twitter, uh, but just in general, they don't understand Texas, where Texas is literally one of the hardest states to vote in, like, in general. <laughs> like, they, they got voters' disenfranchisement down because they know just how, like, especially in the, along the, the Rio Grande, like, area. Just how much like uh, Latinos there are, and just how much like don't like them. Uh, th- that's actually why uh, Republicans from Texas like tend to be kind of more moderate on immigration because they don't want to like you know wake the sleeping giant that lives in their state. <laughs> but but mm-hmm. like no like 
Texas is like the the lead in terms of voters voters enfranchisement, but also I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little controversial here, maybe not depending on who's listening to this. Secondly, they're also the head of trying to assimilate white Mexicans into just broader whiteness, American whiteness. Yes, they're 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 pulling an Irishman <laughs> uh, on this on 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 Mexican unlike uh unlike Latinos, where like if you're if you have light enough skin. And if you do enough violence and, like, you, you do enough violence either through, like, paramilitary actions or, like, official state-sanctioned violence on brown, black and brown uh, immigrants uh, or, Lat- or black and brown Latinos, you can be given official... You, you, get, you get a little card that says you are officially white. It, it's like how, like, in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Latin America, you could literally buy legal whiteness if you had enough money. <laughs> then this one it's like if you do enough violence uh towards uh your fellow immigrants or your fellow descendant of immigrants uh you get a nice little card that says you're white because <laughs> like people forget like ice like i think like half or like somewhere between half and 75 percent of uh like uh customs of border patrol and ice are fucking like la- latinos <laughs> oof. Oof. yeah fucking collaborators Fucking vendidos, you know. Well, let's talk about another set of. It's an active political project. Don't don't you can't pretend it's not happening. It's real. Anyway, continue. It is real. It is real, and I want to go down this thread just a little bit a hair more because the state of Florida went Trump largely on the backs of the white Cubans. The fucking and Venezuelans uh, the, that are in that state. <laughs> the the people who the people who like fled with Batista to like Miami, uh, because like Castro took all their slaves <laughs> and, and took their plantations. <laughs> yes, yeah. the counter revolutionaries. The most reactionaries. The, anti, uh, the reactionaries, and these are the people that Trump was like, all right, hey, guess what. We're going to fuck over your relatives in Cuba because you guys were did dirty 60 years ago by the revolution. We're going to make sure your family suffers. And this group of Latinos are like, yes, make them suffer. <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 so no, but, but like, OK, there's like that. But there's also like the Democrats who like in their infinite wisdom was like, you know, we should we should target um the like three million Cubans who live in Florida rather than like uh the like six or nine million other Latinos who aren't Cuban who live in Florida. <laughs> um, you know, like all those Puerto Ricans uh who are again, Puerto Ricans, they're they're legal citizens. <laughs> uh they moved they, they they moved to Florida. That means they can vote in Florida elections. Um so like let's let's ignore them because uh, you know we don't actually want to deal with the problem of Puerto Rico of like okay it's a colony but it's also not a colony it is a colony uh, and it's also like total colony. it's a total colony like they like the government has direct control over it um, uh, but like they don't want to actually have to handle that so what they did was they like you know like you know Trump is all I mean uh, Biden's already kind of like a, the most conservative Democrat they could find. And he's, like, known for, like, being super down with, like, uh, foreign intervention, especially in, like, uh, Latin America. So he's like, well, let's get at, let's get Anna Navarro <laughs> to, to, to get those Cubans oh, all riled yeah. up to vote for Biden. 
fucking Anna Navarro, literally the child of a fucking Contra. <laughs> like, people who would throw babies in the air and catch them with bayonets. Who, like, uh, these are the same groups of people who would, like, end up committing what, like, any sane person would consider genocide against indigenous people in Central America. Like, the the people who uh, Reagan committed tre- literal treason for in order to help fund them without getting the okay from Congress. That That is who Anna Navarro represents. And that's who, like, fucking Democrats decided to, like, uh, to lead their, like, uh, uh, Latino opera, like, Latino outreach pop, pop uh, operation in fucking florida just so so you can understand uh the democratic party's priorities and also let's remember she also is a former republican until she had that sex scandal but which is like something that disgusts me not the sex scandal that's was interesting but didn't disgust me but just the fact that this biden administration is going to have a lot of republicans in there and uh, people are a saying lot he's of gonna get unsavory Republicans. Yeah, he's gonna get John Kasich to be on his fucking transition team. That's what everyone's been saying. Like he's gonna get a bunch of Republicans on his transition team because he's trying to do some like bipartisan unity bullshit. Uh, I remember because like, I remember watching his speech, his like ex- his like official acceptance speech like yesterday or on Friday, and he was like, "Oh yeah, let's you know we're gonna I, I work for all Americans. We need to like give each other another chance." Fucker, we've been giving everybody chance. We've been giving each other chances for fucking like centuries now, and it doesn't work. <laughs> the Republican Party fucking hates us. <laughs> like they they have like this deep, unquenchable desire to see you fucking like to see like all the welfare that like keeps society from just completely collapsing, just destroyed. <laughs> You're you're correct, and I mean, I guess let's talk about the realities of what we're going we're we're facing now. Like, okay, let's say the Trump era is over. Just assume I have my opinions about that. I don't think this dude is gonna just disappear. I don't think we're out of the woods in that. But that's another story. Let's let's talk about fucking Biden. One of the quotes that. I would constantly hear from leftists or progressives. They're like, all right, well, we're voting for Biden in the hopes that because he's somewhat malleable in positions that we could push him left. (laughs) I don't see how the fuck that would happen. There's no fucking plan to do that. How the fuck would you push him left? I think that was a total miscalculation as an idiotic from the get go. He's already president. He's he's already in the office. They're, like that's the the time to push him left was the fucking election. That's that's how like representative democracy is like supposed to work. Is like, oh, he's going to be afraid of like losing reelection. What are you talking about? Like the the Democratic Party's already chosen. Like the Democrats already just assume that like black and brown people are going to vote for them no matter what. Like and they're going to do all the heavy lifting and like the Democrats are going to just run a bunch of ads like fucking like Louisiana or some shit trying to like uh win some like unwinnable fucking senate seat and just pour a bunch of money or like you're just gonna give a bunch of money to the Lincoln Project trying to get like Republicans to vote for them which by the way didn't fucking work 95% of Republicans uh uh uh, voted for fucking Trump in 2020 while in 2016 
90% of, of Republicans voted. Like, it, the Lincoln Project didn't fucking work. It went the opposite direction. The 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 whole strategy of, of oh, we'll lose one in the Midwest and, like, pick up two in the, the fucking uh, Atlantic, like, this, uh, uh, the Atlantic uh, seaboard, like, suburbs didn't fucking work. No. It was a grift. It was the a Lincoln grift. Project was a fucking grift. Hundred million dollars. I'm like, damn. God. Damn. If I was if I was amoral, I'm like, how could I come up with a grift like that? Holy shit. Really? Come the fuck on. Like we all saw it as bullshit. I don't know who else didn't see it was bullshit, but, libs, but the Democratic Party, but I don't think they care. Libs gave so much fucking like Libs gave the vast majority. Like almost all the all that hundred million dollars to the fucking Lincoln Project because like they genuinely believe in this whole like bipartisan they 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 really genuinely believe in the never Trump Republican that like they exist anywhere outside of uh like they exist like maybe in the upper echelons of like the party or whatever or like uh you know like in like elite circles but they don't actually exist in real life they really fucking don't like again just look at the fucking statistics. Republicans were more loyal to Trump now than they were in 2016. Uh, at least the, the the Republican voters. So what the yeah. fuck is like? So what the fuck are are, are are they doing? Like, how can they not see that like their 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 conception of reality is total bullshit? <laughs> their ideology and their like constant like almost zealot zealotous adherence to like bipartisanship and. And working across the aisle, and like, oh, Republicans uh, aren't are, aren't our enemy. Their loyal opposition is not fucking real at all. Not real, not real. <laughs> and okay, so now you got this bullshit category of people that this party caters to, which really just reinforces the power structure that be you know rich white people and corporations um and you got your vice president whom i can't be excited about oh it's the first female vice president and she's a minority and oh my god she's black and asian oh my god it's so great you know let's make memes about her being a little girl going to segregated school how great is america this is historic and i'm like segregation still exists made a career off lacking up brown. <laughs> yes yes and she makes a she made a career of locking up black and brown people i can't be happy about that. She's a, a liar. One minute she was for Medicare for all. I said, what did I say that? Did I say that Medicare for all? Uh, I no, I, no. I, we got to have insurance companies. Got to have insurance companies. And that's viewed as oh, she's crafty. She's smart. She's really one of the smart ones. And then, you know, obviously, senile Biden, who's just he hasn't seen a bill from the credit card company or industry that he didn't like. Or, or a crime what, bill what didn't help right. Yeah, there you go. We kind of rhymed there. It was almost like yeah. we should start like a hip-hop duo or something. <laughs> but what what do you see as, okay, the, the Biden presidency, some of the social domestic issues that will happen? Oh, like, 
nothing will change. Because that was his whole thing, right? Is nothing will change. Trump was the aberration. We're going to go back to pre-Trump. Back when Obama was fucking uh, drone striking weddings and like making children, like like, uh, Middle East children, uh, fucking terrified of this of a of a clear sky we're gonna go back to uh cops killing black people all the time uh because guess again black lives matter started under obama fucking uh, like there were more riots under obama than there were under trump uh fucking uh we're gonna we're, we're gonna go back to democrats uh saying they'll do something and then doing nothing we're gonna go back to uh democrats uh creating like immigrant like like giving like uh doing like doing means testing a fuck ton of mean testing to the point where it's basic where like the programs are functionally useless. Uh, we're gonna go back to, um, uh, DACA, which is fucking was was like a fucking horror show to begin with. Where, uh, again for for people who don't know what DACA is, it is essentially um, like uh, a program for like good for like the good immigrants, um. Uh, basically, people who were brought here as like chil- uh, people, uh, kids who were brought here as children, um, who have never committed any crimes at all, um, and who have a, either a job or going to college, where you basically give them, you give the government wh- information on where you live, where you work, uh, basically everything about you, um, and you just gotta hope that uh, they never turn on you, and you gotta hope that you keep that you maintain your job and you maintain and like you don't and you graduate basically. Uh, if you fuck up at any at any point, you're getting fucked. Like the uh, ice already knows where you live, and you're fucked, and you're gonna get a, you're gonna get deported. So, fucking, uh, you know that's that we're we're going to go back to that. We're going we're going back to the quiet terror, to to uh, as as uh you know like in order to like uh in order to like kind of compare this literary wise. Like, uh, you know, if you ever read um, uh, Mark Twain's uh, A Yankee in King Arthur's Court, uh, there's, like, this point about, uh, you know, the French Revolution and just how many people died and all this other stuff. And Mark Twain is really smart about, like, how much of a how much a bullshit over hemming and hawing of the French Revolution and, and like, the, the terror was. Was, like, you know, under under the, you know, the, the quick terror, uh, the momentary terror, like, there was, you know, Ten, a couple tens of thousands of people uh, died. But then, under the quiet, long terror of feudalism, you know, hundreds of thousands, maybe even like millions of people who died unnecessarily because of feudal institutions. Uh, because nothing changed. Uh, and, like, he says, like, no, the long terror was worse. The momentary terror was, like, like not even hold a candle to the long terror. And this, and I compare the, I compare what, uh, uh, the United States... In, you know, before Trump as the long terror, the long, quiet terror where everyone just, where people were, like, more accepting of the boot on their neck and having their relatives fucking kidnapped uh, from their community and, like, black people just being fucking murdered on, in the streets where people were somewhat more accepting because, oh, there's, you know, there's a Democrat and he's black and he's cool, so that makes it okay. Uh, compared to Trump when, like, Again, he took the mask off. He's like, he showed these institutions for what they were for the fucking uh, terror, in, like for the basically the domestic terrorism that they were. And everyone finally saw him like, oh shit, this is horrifying. We need to stop this. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm fucking begging. I'm hoping that people don't go back to the long terror where they shut the fuck up and they just 
accept the constant violence, the state violence inflicted on them. So that's that is Biden's fucking presidency, and Kamala Harris is fucking just waiting for him to like plop dead on it of an aneurysm or or for like him to go full like Reagan on his last term, like waiting for Biden to go full Reagan and just like not even know where the fuck he is at any <laughs> moment in time. Uh, and like need people to like basically feed him lines every every goddamn second of his of his life, uh, you know, or can't do meeting. He can't do like press conferences after like six o'clock because he's sun downing, you know. Like uh, she's just waiting to get in the fucking presidency and be the first black woman president. She gets he gets two 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 glass ceilings at once, um, you know. And in return, uh, she will do she will continue Biden's legacy of uh, continuing the long terror. But but she's but it's but it's uh it, you know we but we get uh more black female uh, death camp guards. So that that's Biden's presidency. That's Kamala Harris's probable probable presidency when Biden kicks in. Welcome to welcome to America, twenty twenty, folks. It's never ending. Yeah, yeah. It's never ending. Twenty twenty will go on and on and on to the day we die. Trump never died. A specter is haunting America, and its name is Trumpism. <laughs> oh God! So, I you know I think that might be a really good note to leave our folks on. Just maybe, maybe to sit on that. Like, okay, the long terror will continue, and. Um, <laughs> back, Maybe, back from back from uh, these regularly scheduled messages. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, hopefully, it encourages people to stay vigilant and maybe get off their ass or don't go to brunch, as the kids would say. Yeah, stay stay fucking you angry. Know. Well, we reached the end of another episode, and um, yeah, you know what? Follow us on Twitter at movement underscore color and check out our patreon page at patreon.com backslash movement of color podcast again my name is brandon payton carrillo and until next time adios